Blog Talk Radio. This is the year of the soldier. This is, you know, stand up or, or fall back. You know, I don't really have time to be worried about whether you fuck with me or whether you don't. You know, I, I own a brand called Zero Fucks. Like, do you think that I give a fuck whether you fuck with me or not? I fuck with you. We have a million other things that we could be talking about and we could be doing. And right now, I think that my duty is to other human beings. You don't got to fuck with me. I fuck with me. You know what I'm saying? These people that buy my brand, they fucks with me. You think that I see because you're in such pain that you see, you, you think that everybody sees how much in pain you are. Because I'm, I'm coming out a little bit stronger this year. Like, I'm guillotining everybody. People that are coming to me to help, healing, they do that. They literally get right here. All right, y'all, I am here, and it is a very solemn September 11th, and um, I was unable to do the show Church for you on Sunday because I had already done um, Church on my Facebook Live, if you guys aren't following me on Facebook, and I had to do a somewhat of a public service announcement and I'm going to actually touch on that for my listeners out in the UK cuz I know y'all be y'all be going hard for me and I'm so thankful but today is September 11th and as a warm-blooded hot-blooded really American um we remember today you know because 18 years ago you know shit went all bad for us in our country causing our stock market to drop fade you know a recession uh, causing fear, causing our borders to have to strengthen and us as a country to have to strengthen. Um, 3,000 people lost their lives. You know, uh, I actually went to college in New York City at Pace University, and in 1993, I believe it was 92 going into 93, um, they blew up that parking lot, which was over by the World Trade Center, and we find out years later that that was the first attempt. And it was crazy because I remember my mom you know, my mom's like, are you sure you want to go to school in New York City? You know, and I was very sure that that's where I wanted to be at school. And so um, here we are 18 years later, still in the aftermath, still in remembrance. And <clears throat> I saw a post today, and it really was about divine timing. And not because of September 11th, but because of other things, near-death situations that we'll get to in my book, Black Girls Book of Shadows. That's, I promise y'all it's coming out. Um, we're, we're, we're in edits now. But um, I talk a lot about divine timing because there was a post I saw today, and I don't remember whose page it was on. I, I took it, and um, I stole it. And it was basically saying someone is alive today because they missed their train, because their son started kindergarten that day because they had, I think it was, new shoes on, and they had to stop at the store to get Band-Aids because they were getting blisters on their feet. So there are a million 
reasons things happen, and it brings me back to when I was down in Miami uh, over the winter because sometimes we holiday down in, in Miami. So my son, my girlfriend, and I, she's like family, we were down there, and we get to the airport, and we realized that there was a plane crash that day. Like it was like a small, and it's always the goddamn Cessnas. And the same plane that killed JFK Jr., all that shit. It's always the Cessnas, the little planes. And um, they said that a plane went into a building that day. Our flight right after we checked in in, you know, Fort Lauderdale Airport was canceled. And literally my son, because he's been traveling with me since he was a wee baby, understands that when this, this type of shit happens, you know, you don't know for what reason your flight was canceled or you missed that flight. And so my girlfriend's bugging out because, you know, she wants to get home. She wants to be in the comfort of her own home and be around her children. And we're, you know, living in upstate New York and it's brick winter. She got a, you know, relationship situation. And I'm telling her, like, girl, there were not one but two plane crashes that day. So one was in Miami in a building. The other one was in, I believe it was Houston, Texas, but it was from a plane that originated in in Florida, Miami, Florida. And I told her, I said, for all we know, there is a national security fucking issue, and that's the reason. I don't trip because I know that they're going to get us out of here. I'm not really concerned about it. Um Another one of my followers, um, we call her Nola Q. Darling, I believe it was, she was in Hong Kong, and there were these protests, they grounded planes, like all types of shit. I had another one of the people that I know personally, Tristan, he was out in Iceland. This is when WOW Air, W-O-W, was flying back and forth to Iceland, to Reykjavik, where you see all those Blue Lagoon pictures, because you used to be able to fly there for like 400 bucks round trip. And I remember they canceled his flight. So I don't play with shit like that because of the events of September 11th. You know, you want to cancel my flight? Thank you. I got a little $80. I can get me a motel somewhere and I can go to sleep or try to make the most of what's going on. So we talk about divine timing. And so now that we've had our remembrance for September 11th and for all the people that are suffering with post-traumatic stress disorder and things of such, because it literally looked like some shit out of a horror movie, like we couldn't make the shit up if we tried. You know, so we always say a little prayer for those that we remember. And if you're ever in uh, New York City area and you go by there, I actually posted a video on my Facebook. I was there uh, four years ago. I'm in New York City every year, but I always try to make it a point to go down there until it got to the point where it was almost like being suffocated, that, that feeling I told you because I'm death sensitive, being suffocated because it's just like those people didn't know that day that they were going to die. My Uncle Scotty actually used to catch the path out of the bottom, the path train. Uh, he used to catch the path out of the bottom of the World Trade Center. And I can just, you know, we, we, we didn't hear from him that day. So, you know, this is something that's very close to us all, but it also lends itself to the situation of divine timing. So on Sunday I did a live because I was very distraught because someone had my family member all the way fucked up at the wrong motherfucking time. Now, one thing I don't play about, I don't play about these kids. Not your kids, not my child, not my brother's kids, not not nobody's kids. I don't play like that. And so it was on my brother's spirit to file for custody residential um, of his daughter, his baby daughter, not even a year old. The mother had exhibited some signs of instability, um, 
And I talk about this on the live. So now I'm going to talk about what I said on the live because I don't want y'all to miss out. But it was just such an emotional thing for me to have to do because anger is emotion too. You know, humiliation is emotion too. So I told my brother when he met this broad years, like, like while she was pregnant when we found out, that he was going to end up taking that baby. Now, again, I don't know if this is because I pay attention to patterns or I pay attention to timing, but what a lot of people don't know is that my brother, if you knew my brother, he's been wanting a baby for years, never had the relationship to have a baby aside from his first children's mother, my nieces, who just graduated from Howard University, but he always wanted a baby. So he manifested that baby, her name, everything, years before this woman, the portal, okay, came into the picture. And that's why I always tell you, you have to be careful what you speak into existence because it doesn't, once you put something in the universe, it doesn't go anywhere. You can't, like, pull it back out of the universe and say, oh, I, I didn't mean that. That's why I stopped telling people I hope they die. Like, literally, I used to say shit like that all the time back in the day, and now I'm like, ooh, let me stop, because then this one, you know what I mean? Like, let me find out if you step on a crack, you break your mother's back, is really going to break my mom's back, because I'm, I'm sure it did for some people. you like, oh, shit. So we start to learn the power of words. But we also have to learn the power of divine timing, what could save us and what could kill us. So my brother had a meeting. So, So first of all, this is a woman that, broke into my brother's home on several occasions, laid across on some fatal attraction type shit, some single white female type shit, i.e. the movie. She looks like a nutbag. Like if you've ever seen her, she looks like she's just not in this realm with us. She's checked out. And she has three other children. So in total she has four children, four children's fathers, no judgment, okay? Things happen. But you're not even 40, okay? Never been married, okay? When my brother met you, you were homeless, Okay, had no job. And I said to him, I said, motherfucker, this is some shit that you should have fucking paid attention to. Because at no point in time, if I'm dating you, is it okay for you to be fucking unemployed? Like, if you were already at a job and, you know, you got laid off, shit like that. I told y'all before in my book, Stan, you ain't a diary of a hot mess. Most women will give you six months to get your shit together, to get a new job and to, you know, live off your savings, whatever. After that, the pussy usually dries up. So as a man, your dick shouldn't be getting hard for project hoes that don't have, listen, you could live in a project. I know a lot of project girls that's handling their motherfucking business in the projects, trying to get the fuck out and pay full price rent. But while they're not paying full price rent, they doing hair, they selling dinners, they making drinks, they fucking doing nails, they fucking interior design and shit, okay? When you live in those types of situations that are for the economically deficient, you're supposed to be in there stacking your paper, doing what you need to do, okay? You're not supposed to be laying up with Twine and them, you know what I'm saying, trying to, you know, that's not, y'all are not in paradise, okay? So the fact that she didn't even have a place to live when you met her, and then when she did have a place to live, there was literally a hole in the ceiling. I, I, I went into it on my live, but what I said was, I'm tired of women collecting children like infinity stones. That's what y'all hoes do. That's what you do. And what made me not fuck with you, ma'am, is the fact that when, so she tried to manipulate my brother. And some men cannot be manipulated. They can make choices, but some men cannot be manipulated. He's one of those men because he's the type of man that will literally just shut the whole shit down. So he's always been in his daughter's life, takes her whenever so she can go work whichever odd job that she's working 
I got four kids. I'm barely going to sleep. I got one child, and all I do is work. So if I had three more, you already know. So they get into it because of the fact that she ended up having to move in with him, and she took her daughter, okay, she has a daughter that's like seven or eight, and then she took my niece, okay, the little baby. She has two boys that went to live with her aunt, not their father, but her aunt, because she's homeless. Now, this is a house that had rats. It had a hole in the ceiling. There was water leaking in. My brother tried to help her several months back to get her proper housing. She didn't want it messing with her assistance, government assistance. She can't go to her mother's, this, this, and this. So you are already showing this pattern of inconsistency in employment and in, in, in your home, in your domain. So my my brother tells her, you know, she can come stay there, but she puts the boys somewhere else. And I asked my brother, I said, did you tell her to do that? He says, no. I said, okay, well then, I have no respect. Because at the end of the day, children should be with their parents. And if the other parent isn't willing to contribute, at least be with the one. So you basically pawned your fucking kids off, right, to go live with the object of your desire with your two daughters. So you're just sending all types of fucked up messages, ma'am. So long story short, my brother has a meeting with a producer from the Travel Channel that they are in communication with and talks about business. She must have followed him. Now, this is not the first time that she's followed him. This girl has showed up at meetings at restaurants. She has shown up at his job. She has broken into his house, laid across his bed, took pictures, posted on the Internet, posted pictures of him sleeping. And I told him, I said, stop fucking leaving whatever window or door it is that's open for her to be able to jimmy and get in your house. Left my goddaughter, my niece, on the porch in the middle of the winter to break in the house, was breaking in this house when she was pregnant, posting the pictures on the fucking Internet. Okay, I said a lot of shit that she's done, she should have been in jail. Okay, y'all be too nice to these women because if it, if it, if you broke in my house, bitch, it, it, we have a problem. You're going to jail. Okay, and I don't call the police. So she decides that that night because my brother went on, um, uh, 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 went to a business meeting with another brother of ours. Okay, she must have followed him and saw that there was an attractive woman there. Okay, now what she doesn't know is that woman is married, not that that matters, but that woman is married and she was about business. So she tells my brother, oh, you went on a date. Meanwhile, y'all not in a relationship, ain't been in a relationship. He don't even fuck with you. Okay, he might touch you once every three to six business months or something, which is, okay, whatever. Y'all, so you clearly know y'all don't fuck with each other. Y'all are just trying to be co-parents and he's trying to do the right thing. So she tells my brother that, She's moving out. Now, she doesn't have anywhere to go because she's homeless. And she, her daughter, her younger daughter, um, the older one from my niece, started school that day. And I'm just, I'm all about consistency with children, okay? So like I said on my show, whether I got to stay in my, or I had to stay in my parents' house for however long, sleep in a bunk bed, my son's, you know, slept on the top bunk when my mother was alive or, you know, whatever it is I need to do to keep it consistent for my child, that's what I'm going to do. Okay, because that's part of being a parent. You're not supposed to change residences every three to six months. You're not. So, so far since my niece has been born, she's lived in three different places. So she she stages this coup d'etat, moves out of the house the next day. My brother called me to come down there and sit just to make sure that everything went smoothly and there was no drama, no nothing. Okay, she moves out the house. Divine timing tells us if you would have just fucking waited and just held your tongue, first of all, because it's none of your fucking business, but second of all, had you just waited, you would have saw the pictures that came out about that meeting in the press and through our, our people. 
So then she tries to come back the next day and say, I would like to move back in. I'm so sorry. Da, da, da. Nah, bitch. You had your dad come over to my brother's house. Nobody spoke to him taking shit out the house. You had your sons come in there. They didn't speak to him taking shit out the house. They already probably don't like this motherfucker because they're like, damn, mom went to go live with him, left us to be somewhere else. So as a woman, you decided that you wanted to call me because he filed custody papers to get um, residential custody until you could get your shit together. He doesn't want full custodial. He just wants residential until you get your shit together. He went and filed child support pay- payments on himself. You mad because he beat you to the punch. See, you may have to understand you have rights, okay? And when you don't exercise them, don't get mad at the mother because she exercised hers. So now there's all this court stuff going on, whatever, and it is what it is. You start a GoFundMe page, ma'am, to raise money, and you're not realizing that every time you post on the Internet, you help his case. Oh, put money in the GoFundMe so I can hire an attorney to keep my child with me because my, my daughter's father, my youngest daughter's father, is trying to take the baby. And this has happened to me before, and he's a narcissist. Ma'am, that's slander. You, you can't do that. Okay, he's not been diagnosed with narcissism. You've been diagnosed with broke bitch syndrome. You're a fucking bum. And I told him from the beginning, I said, you should have never fucking touched her because she didn't even have a fucking job. Okay, this is on you. That's your poor dick discernment. But now that the baby is here, we got to do what we got to do to make sure she's okay. So you decide, ma'am, that you want to call me and have a conversation with me about my brother, and I told you that's never going to happen. So whether we're friends, past, present, or future, don't call me about people. Don't do that. So she says, oh, well, Denise, you're biased. I said, no, I'm not biased. I'm a mother. And there's no way I would have four children walking this earth and only take my two daughters with me, and I have two teenage boys that got to go live with my aunt. So what you just told your sons was that anytime you get some new dick or a love interest, you're going to leave them by the wayside. Do you know what that does to their psyche at ages 13, 14, 15, and 16? It fucks them up, and it makes them look at women a certain way. And it, and it speaks of abandonment. And so it's only a matter of time before you get with the next dude. And sure enough, what do you do? You post a picture on a date while you're homeless, okay, like days later. This is all within the last seven days, y'all. So this incident happens like on a Wednesday where she moves out. She finds out the bullshit Thursday. She, she says she's in a shelter with my niece, sends him a picture like he's supposed to feel bad, okay? As a mother, you're going to protect them kids whether you're in a shelter, the streets, wherever you're going to be. You chose to move out. You didn't have a plan. You didn't save a penny. You didn't fucking, you didn't do anything that you were supposed to do while you was living in somebody's house, not paying a goddamn bill at all for 45 days, okay? You moved out. He didn't put you out. As a matter of fact, he didn't even tell you go to leave. He told you if you was uncomfortable, you know, take the time to get yourself together and that, because you was mad because he wasn't fucking you. So what do you, regularly. So what you do is, because so, obviously if he's not fucking you, he has to be fucking someone else. No, sometimes people just don't want you. And that's the worst pain there is, is when it's like, no, nah, I'm not fucking with nobody else. I'm just not fucking with you, bitch. So you move out. Now you try to come back, send them pictures of my niece in the, in the shelter, right? You start slandering him all over the Internet like he forced you out. The man didn't even say shit to you. I sat right there the whole time. You're rude and you're disrespectful. You had your children come in there, disrespect him, pulling shit out of his house, all type of shit. My niece is crying. You take the baby from me and I give you the baby. Like, it's just a mess because I don't know where all this energy came from because you didn't have none when I was sitting there, okay? So now 
you send them the picture of the shelter. That didn't work. So then you you, you roll up on them at the murals, the mural painting that we have down here near the uh, Underground Railroad Heritage Center while he's at work and tell him that you need $20 for milk because your milk dried up because all the stress in 24 hours. And this ain't the first time he done said some weird shit like this. But wait, y'all, the best part was this. So that was like on a Thursday. On a Friday, you tell the man, you send him a picture of a bloody mass in the toilet talking about you had a miscarriage. So let me get this straight. Your milk dried up Thursday, but you had a miscarriage. On Friday, it gets better. But you was at the Nas concert that night. So those of us women that have miscarried or had a bloody mass or whatever it was, I guarantee you I don't think most of us went to a concert while we lost human life, okay? That would have been your fifth infinity stone, okay? You women have got to be have better pussy management, okay, because you have real poor pussy management. I'm not having four kids to nobody's raggedy sons, okay, and I'm not set for life. I'm just, I'm not going to do it. That's not... You understand what I'm saying? There are women out there that can't conceive, and you just out here just trying to manipulate whoever you can manipulate, and then when that doesn't work with that father, you move on to the next victim. Ma'am, you just had baby hair and fucking straight synthetic wigs on, like, as early as 2016, and now you all peace God and head wrap with your whole shit? Like, don't do that. You understand what I'm saying? You was who you was when you got here, my brother did not use his divine timing to understand that maybe you wasn't supposed to be his baby mom, right? Y'all was never supposed to have a union, but now since she's here, let's try to figure out what's the best alternative for the child because it ain't you in this moment. And listen, you talk about my friend got mental health issues and all type of shit, ma'am. Have you seen yourself? You look like you are in a constant glaze. You can't even take care of your children, but yet you want to still keep having them. This is like some level, like you just keep having broken children. You know what I'm saying? Because that's all you're going to do. When you can't even pay attention to one and feed one and clothe one and shelter one, we should not be having four. And you need to take whatever measures. Maybe you should just go put the pussy on ice. With all them infinity stones that you collected and none of these cats came forward and said, let me at least get my kids out the situation because they don't fuck with you like that. And listen, like I say, I got an ex-husband that don't fuck with me like that, and I don't fuck with him like that. But when he was in Hurricane Harvey with two, well, at the time he only had one other daughter, my, my son's sister, obviously my son is down there, so I'm concerned for you and your family. I don't fuck with his wife, third wife, okay? But at the same time, I acknowledge and understand that we're still all family. Do y'all need anything? Are y'all good? When I went through my surgery, my ex-husband knew I was going to be out of work. I said, it's important for you to still send me my coins. And now, whatever your son asked you for, you may want to get it because I'm out of work right now for 90 days. I mean, I still got my disability checks, but you understand what I'm saying? So even though he don't fuck with me, we don't talk, we don't argue, we don't really bicker, unless it's about our son, you know, we're still a family, and he understands that. So I don't need to talk to him every day. We don't need to be buddy-buddy and go on vacations together and shit like that, okay? But at the same time, I know that he wouldn't want nothing bad to happen to me because then that affects our son and vice versa. I don't want nothing bad to happen to my ex-husband because if something happens to him, this affects my son, okay? You have staged this coup d'etat and tried to make people that don't know no better or that ain't been through what the fuck you going through. Like, the minute that you tell me, like, a man put me out, 
with my two kids. I'm going to ask you where your other two kids are. So that was basically the premise of what was going on for the live that got like 400 views on um, Sunday because as women, there's a difference between being called a queen and being called a mother. You don't get to just be a queen or a mother just because it's your feminine birthright because you're a woman, okay? You you have to understand that these things come with a fucking job, and you're not doing a very good job right now. And listen, I've been in situations where I'm not a perfect parent at all, you know, but I've sacrificed having relationships. I might have one every three to six business years, which my son don't be around it or it doesn't affect him. And if it does, you know, children become attached. So every time you introduce your children to the next person that's going to give you the infinity stone, what message are we sending to our boys? What message are we sending to our daughters that you could just keep going out and procreating? Because, listen, you got a pussy. They going to fuck. That's what men do. So you prey on the lower vibrations just to, to do what? So that your kids can starve and be homeless and have to be taken from house to house to house because you don't stay in your lane, because you don't know your place as a woman, because you don't know your rights. And now you try to take rights away from my brother. It's not going to happen. When you get your shit together, come back and get the baby. But for right now, you should just let him do what he needs to do instead of keep dragging people. You just went on the Internet the other day. This is Sunday saying that you fell asleep with, at the wheel and got in a car accident and totaled your car. Literally that Monday, you posted no face, no case, because you out on a date with another man. And you think that my brother is going to like, oh, yeah, let's be in a relationship, let's live with me. Bitch, you're really like a whore-ass bum. That's really what you are. You're a bum-ass whore. I don't give a fuck if you wrap your head and you peace God and all that other shit. You're a fucking head-wrapped whore. Okay, you don't you don't know you're 120. You sitting out here reaching out to people that know him. You reached out to the baby's mom, trying to slander him to her, which that's not going to work. We are a family here. All of us are a family. With the the best interest is of the children, and you're not seeming to grasp that, and that's why you're unfit at this time to be mothering a baby. Staging all these, you know, emotional manipulations, it's just that's so low level for women at your age. That's shit that we did when we was 19 and 20. You know what I mean? Oh, you know, I'm so stressed out and, you know, hoping somebody, you know, soliciting for pity because you got a pussy. Go sit the fuck down. So anyway, let's get into the divine timing of how the week went. So we... um turned around and so I took the kids meaning my son and his friend and then the friend's mom to see Nas at Canal Side so that was like the first thing so they got to go backstage because you know Saladin of course knows everybody so they got to go backstage and this is the same concert that the girl that was homeless his baby mom was at in VIP with us acting like we did some shit to her you know what I'm saying anyway because you're homeless literally and you at the Nas concert I'm not going to be homeless and at a Nas concert but that's another story so we're at the concert. The kids have a wonderful time. It's right before they go back to school. Boom had wore his Crenshaw hoodie that he got from the Nip Hustle store, the Marathon store out in uh, Cali, which we ordered it uh, second week in April. And a lot of people, he got it on Nip's birthday. And Nip Hustle died, on, was assassinated on my son's birthday in March. So that was a special moment. That was divine timing. So we end up getting the kids backstage of the younger, the, the youngest people in VIP. They enjoyed the concert. We get a phone call that we should come up to Toronto 
because um, our people was up there that actually works with Nas. And, you know, they had some tickets for us, so we went up there. Um, I actually ran into Dev, which is one of the people that I know from the group that I was in about my friend that's now, that passed away from cancer, who we've been, her son is like my bonus child, Lonzi. So we are at the concert, and I remember trying to get my outfit together because, you know, Mary J's there. And I remember in divine timing, some years back, I did a poetry slam up in Rochester with Saladin, Nate, uh, my homeboy Nate, who's actually an actor, a SAG actor. He's been doing a lot of big things, and I'm very handsome, little chocolate, little chocolate bunny, and um, body is pristine. <laughs> so he, um, we did a poetry slam with him up in Rochester on that circuit, and I remember being the MC for that and talking about one of Mary J's songs, and I said, you ever been to a Mary J concert? Because that was actually one of the first concerts I went to with them, Biggie Smalls, Little Kim. Like, this is back, you're talking about like 92, 93. This is when What's the 411 was out. Me and CeCe went, we had gotten a fight. That was a whole other story. So we are, I'm talking, and I'm like, if you've ever been to a Mary J concert, there's a moment where when she's singing this song, My Life, you know, um, where she sampled Roy Ayers, My Life in the Sunshine, um, I just break down and I said, and that's what the arts does. That's what music does. That's what poetry does. That's what writing these books does. That's what lyrics do. You know, that they do that they're supposed to evoke emotion. So I go to the concert last night. I formulate my outfit. I have these Fendi boots red boots that I have only worn like two times, one of them in Toronto like probably two years ago. I've had them for two years. And I get this outfit together. It's very Mary J-ish, okay? Because Nas, we, you know, we love Nas, of course, but we've seen him, we've met, you know, all that other stuff. So now we're focusing on Mary J. So it was the royalty tour, Kings and Queens tour, royalty tour. So we're all up there. We meet up with Kinetic. We meet up with Asiatic. We meet up with um, Sia Kill, who actually is on Nas's uh, staff. Uh, there's pictures of him posted uh, on my Instagram, at miss.d.scott. So we're there, and I'm texting Lisa, one of my best friends from, you know, you're talking 30, 35 years ago, 30 years ago. And I was like, bitch, I'm about to cry. And she's like, don't cry. And I'm like, no, I'm about to cry because if she, she does my life, I feel like the emotions just welling up in me. Because when that album came out, I was 19 years old living in New York City. So you see how all this shit is coming together, which is what prompted me to do the show today. And... I'm sitting there just thinking about where I was at 19 years old 25 years ago when that song, that album came out. And she starts singing it, and she just sounds so much more soulful than what the fuck she did back then when she was going through all that shit. And I'm singing, and I'm at the concert. We're right up there by the stage. And I just start fucking crying. And, like, and she's like, you know, if you look at my life, you'll see what I see. And, you know, it just is still such an emotional song because it's like you've been through so much. And if it weren't for divine timing, you wouldn't be here. And that's how you have to look at every incident in your life. Like, I've cheated death more times than I've, you know, cheated on a man, <laughs> which is literally like never because I don't cheat, I just leave. But when I'm in this realm, I realize how many times that I could have not been in this realm had I made a left instead of a right, had I jumped on that train the day that that dude was massacring everybody on the Long Island Railroad back in the 90s. My, we were supposed to be on that train. So I could talk about many times, 
you know, the the flight that happened in L.A. back in the 90s at one point, uh, LAX, that's why security got so much so much more fucked up. I don't remember if it was pre-9-11. I'm pretty sure it was pre-9-11. But motherfucker tried to blow up the plane. I had just got off the plane going to see my boyfriend out on the West Coast in Cali. And I remember them, like, shutting everything down. Motherfucker showed up. And the crazy part is I saw the dude. And I was like, that's weird. Why are you at an airport with no bag? Didn't even have a fucking fanny pack, not a grocery bag, nothing. Motherfucker was there to blow up the air, the, the airport. So I look at my life a little bit differently because I know that there's a divine reason that I'm still here. You know, they say the good die young, and that may be true, but those that are chosen have to live out the dreams of our ancestors that didn't make it or that couldn't complete that cipher. You know, so all the people that died in 9-11, it was divine time and it was wrong. And so their souls may be unrest. So us that have to have the arduous task of still being in, in the present, still being amongst the living when these in these skin suits, maybe it's our job to live out their dreams and their emotions if we can get past the PTSD, if we can get past the alcoholism and shitty relationships and shitty choices and shitty jobs that we have to deal with. Okay, if you're here and you're listening to this, I don't give a fuck if I fuck with you or not. You're here for a reason, and your job is really just in this realm to figure out what reason is it that I'm here. Am I here so I could be a dude's punching bag? No. Am I here to love on somebody's raggedy-ass son that don't want to love me back? No. Am I here to make a mockery of my last name? No. Am I here to parent children? Am I here to give life to something else? Am I here for my art? Am I here for my talent? Am I here to be the next executive? Am I here to be this person's auntie? Everything we do, we have to make choices and decisions every day to make somebody's life better, right? Even if I don't fuck with you, I may make a choice or a decision that might ultimately make your life better or might make me be in a position where I can help you later on. Because just because you don't like me don't mean I give a fuck about you at all. But if you're here in this realm and we share in space and we share in air and we can look up at the sky and look at the same moon and sun, okay, for whatever reason our paths crossed, that's divine timing, okay? But I could tell you a million things that I'm not here for, okay? My job now that, you know, when people start waking up, they start noticing the soliloquies of numbers. So right now we're in a time where for, I think since uh, September 10th, every number, so the date, right, so 9-11-19, if you put it backwards, is the same number. So these 10 days to the 20th, I believe, is very important, right, because it's a time of creativity. It's a time of letting things go. It's a time of cleansing. It's a time of just getting your shit together. And so I'm just so very thankful that I have a loving army around me. You know, I'm just so thankful that 716CBD.com got um, our merchant situation taken care of because we've been out here fighting to make sure that people don't have to use the methadone and the heroin and the pain pills that took so many lives in the opioid crisis, and they can use something a little bit more holistic. And so the bank's tried to shut all of us down, not just me, but just other CBD companies, um, because they were like, oh, it, it contains this and it contains that. 
And now the banks are now seeing that this is a valuable commodity. It's necessary, and it's cheaper than funding other shit. So now the banks are saying, okay, we'll let you process credit cards. But I just want to thank you all, take a moment to thank you all, because 716 CBD has never missed a beat. We've been selling the shea butters. Y'all are bugging out about these elderberry tinctures that will become available in the next couple of weeks. Y'all are, you know, singing praises about the bath bombs which look like bars of soap, but they're not, and they're all ritualistic. So I put nothing but the highest quality essential oils in that shit. And like I said, it's all divine timing. My great-great-grandfather, okay, Mr. Turfley, was the first black doctor in Allegheny County in Pennsylvania. Okay, so first black doctor in Pittsburgh. So I come from a healing family because if we weren't using medicine to heal, we were using herbs. We were using the land. We were using each other to heal. So if we're not using each other to heal, what exactly the fuck is it <laughs> that we're doing? You know, ma'am, I'm going to go back to my brother's baby's mom. You're not in a situation where you're healing your children. You're not stopping generational curses. You're not doing anything to heal my friend from whatever crisis and trauma he's going through, especially, you know, now that we have a family member that is not well. You're not doing any of that shit. So if you, you either came to build or you came to break, okay? You're either coming from a space of yes or you're coming from a space of no, okay? And if you came to break, it's not our problem when you become the person that's broken because you came out here with negative and ill intent. You know, so I'm not a love and light bitch. I'm not. I, I You know, I live in chaos, <laughs> dysfunction. Not that I live in it, but I'm very comfortable in it. So you're not going to introduce any type of chaos or dysfunction that I've not fucking seen before. And that's why it's so easy to read you and be able to tell you that, like I said before, of course my brother loved you. Of course you really could have been sitting on the throne next to him, but you just wanted to function from those lower levels. And as a result, your divine timing is off. You are not the person that is sanctioned to be with him in a relationship. You were sanctioned to have his child. There's a difference. And you need to just relish in that and focus on your children, not these dudes. These dudes don't give a fuck about you. And I'm saying that this is my brother, okay? As women, when we focus on us, we don't never lose money when we focus on us. When we focus on these dudes, we always lose the money. Dating costs money. Now I got to do my hair. I got to get waxed. I got to get my toes done because you might want to see them. When I'm functioning and I'm going on almost a year being single, and I'm talking about no dates. Like when I say single, I'm talking about I really sequester myself, like no dates, no nothing. I went on my first date with a new person in like literally five years, okay, and that was the other day. That was the first date, no kissing, no head, I ain't did shit, nothing. And I've made so much more money because I got to keep it in my fucking pocket because I'm not thinking about these hoes, Okay. You need to function and just become a soldier for your kids instead of trying to be a down-ass bitch for these dudes. Be a down-ass bitch for your kids. But like I said, that was my uh, church sermon. I wanted to get everything on record because y'all know y'all can't be playing with me on these Internet streets. And I'm going to play a song. It's one of my um, favorite Nas songs because I don't want to play the Mary J shit 
my life because y'all know I'm going to start crying and shit. But everything is in divine timing. And if you can just catch everything at its right moment, you have to always understand the moment that you're in right now is a moment that was created for you, and you need to relish in it. And so right now, life's a bitch, and then you die. Hey, yo, what's up? What's up? Let's keep it real, son. Count this money, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Hey, yo, put the grants over there in the safe, you know what I'm saying? Because we yeah, spinning yeah. these jackets. I'm saying that's what this is all about, right? Clothes, bank rolls, and holes, you know what I'm saying? Yo, then what, man? What? Visualizing the realism of life and actuality. Fuck who's the baddest? The person's status depends on salary. And my mentality is money orientated. I'm destined to live the dream for all my peeps who never made it. Cause yeah, we were beginners in the hood as five percenters. But something must have got in us. Cause all of us turn to sinners. Now some resting in peace and some are sitting in San Quentin. Others such as myself are trying to carry on tradition. Keeping this rough of us and speak at a Western society. Cause it provides with the proper insights that got us. Even though we know somehow we all gotta go. But as long as we leave. Pack of four Maddox to crack your whole cabbage. Life's a bitch and then you die. 